Good evening and welcome back to CEC here at Edmonton Impact Gospel Ministries, where each week we try to bring you meaningful content in under an hour to challenge you in your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm back here with Pastor Riley as my co-host and I'm Gavin, your host. Welcome, Pastor Riley. Thank you. Thank you, Gavin. It's so nice to be back. <laughs> I'm excited about today. We are in week three of a series we're doing called The Power of a Transformed Mind, based on a book by Pastor Bill Johnson and adapting it for an online format because we live in very interesting times, don't we? That's right. <laughs> this week, we're going to dive even deeper into how we can access a life of power and miracles through Christ. We understand that releasing the supernatural power in heaven is God's will. We've been talking about that. And for anyone who missed it, this is the main purpose of us studying how to renew our minds. God has so much for us to do in this life, and so much more is available to us as his children, sometimes more than we even think. Amen to that. You know, our minds need to be open to embrace much more than just the mainstream. Much more, much more. So I'm just going to say a short prayer. Or actually, I'll get you to say a short prayer to start us off for this evening. Short prayer. <laughs> Please bow with us. Oh, Heavenly Father, we give you praise. Always, God, we are thankful for your goodness, for your mercy. This evening is a wonderful time of discussing your words, Lord. Oh God, even your word declare that when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we would be filled. And God, part of thirsting is digging into your words, touch every mind and heart, Lord, and help us to have open minds and clear dialogue that, Father, we may learn and grow. And all the praises to you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone who is tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. If you have someone in mind that you think needs to watch this, please go ahead and click that share button. If you're watching us for the first time, welcome. You can also hit that subscribe button or like our page so you can never miss our content each week. Okay, so we've been on quite the journey. Mm -hmm. We looked at a whole bunch of concepts in week one, some new concepts in week two. We even tried to review it because it's just been so much. So anybody has missed it. Week one. We read Romans 8.11, which tells us that powerless Christianity is inexcusable. Mm -hmm. And then we moved on to say that God's will is that we demonstrate the kingdom of heaven, whatever we do, wherever we go. Exactly. Amen. Amen. We are also commanded to repent and renew our minds because the kingdom is at hand or within reach. That's right. So... A lot of craziness happened in week one, so even in week two, we just took some time to review that and introduce two new concepts. And this was also interesting. Each of us are the house of God. Technically, the church is not the house of God. Do you remember that discussion? <laughs> that was a wild one. It was a wild one. Yes. I think it really helped to shape our minds in a different way. Yes, that's right. And the second one was that we live under an open heaven. The spirit and power has already been poured out. Mm, where is my share? <laughs> That's what this series is all about. <laughs> so I'm just going to give an outline of our week three topics, and then we're going to get into some good discussion. Anyone who is watching, please feel free to contribute in the comments and also input into our discussions. We appreciate it. So here's 
four, four concepts for this week. That we need to break off the leaven of the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. That we need to embrace the leaven of the kingdom. And our level of revelation is, our level of revelation sets the boundary lines for our faith. Mm -hmm. So we have some interesting conversations ahead of us. That's right. <laughs> I hope I'm not making you nervous, but this book was meant to challenge us. That's, that's absolutely the purpose. So let's take a look at the first section. If I can get you, Pastor Riley, to look up our first scripture, Matthew 16, verses 5 to 12. And here we're going to start talking about we need to break off the leaven of Pharisees and Herod. So let's look in the Bible and see what Jesus says. All right. Matthew 16, and from verse 5 to 12, and I'm reading the uh, NLT. Mm -hmm. So you can join in whatever translation you're using right now. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. At this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed? with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up, or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I am talking about, I am not talking about bread? So again I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Wow. Wow, indeed. How, how did reading that make you feel? At first, I started thinking about bread. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and then my mind started opening up. Okay, yeast, bread, there's so, some correlation there. You know, but Jesus was using a known thing mm -hmm. at, at a point of time to point out a spiritual concept. Which was a very useful way to impart spiritual wisdom. That's right. And right away, he had them thinking. I mean, they did not get the thought right at the beginning, mm -hmm. but they were thinking. They did, it didn't just brush over their head, went through one year, came to the other. They started thinking, what does Jesus mean? I think that's really good. If we, we know the story is told in Matthew and it's told in Mark. Mm -hmm. And especially if you read it in Mark, you can see it was very shortly, if not immediately, right after the feeding of the 4,000. Right. So my question is, if this was right after that, why didn't the disciples try to multiply the bread again? <laughs> if literally Jesus just did the miracle of multiplying the bread, how come they were feeling like they're in a situation of lack immediately afterwards? 
you know, that really has me thinking. Could it be that they were thinking this was a, a, a one-time or a two-time thing mm-hmm. and it was for one particular occasion? So there were people that needed, uh, there were like 5,000 that needed to be fed. Mm-hmm. There were another 4,000 and they didn't have bread, so Jesus filled in. But here, this is among them. So they could be thinking, this is not one of those moments. This was back then. They could not pull that into their moment. After all, you know, it's our fault that we did not bring bread. (laughs) Yeah, there's, you know, we had a job to do. We were supposed to be our own providers. That's right. So it's our fault. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And it's, it's also interesting that they didn't ask, even if they didn't try to do it themselves, they didn't ask Jesus to do it again either. Mm-hmm. They just settled, oh, this is the situation, we're going we're gonna to have to deal with it. Yeah, it's a funny state of mind to be in. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to the witnessing of this, I am sure they were amazed by the feeding of the 5,000. Right. They must have been amazed by the 4,000 as well because they, they picked up extra. They were the ones that divvied out the bread. Mm-hmm. They knew how little it was exactly. and how big the crowd was. It wasn't somebody that told them that this took place. They were the ones going, there's still more. Yeah, it multiplied literally in their own hands. That's right. Mm-hmm. So maybe come. It, it comes back to the question when Jesus asked back then, what have you got? Maybe maybe they were still looking outside and not realizing that, you know, with whatever you have in the hands of the Lord or even in their hands under the power of the Lord. Come on now, preacher. It's mighty. Whatever is in your hands under the power of the Lord is mighty. Amen. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It just popped into my mind. I don't know. But when, when, you, when you think about it, oh, that thought has left me. I mean, I was terrified for a moment there. <laughs> it sounded like you're going to nail. Okay. Okay. The question was, when did the bread... Began, began multiplying. Was it was it at the time when Jesus blessed it, or was it at the time when they start ministering it? <laughs> we would like to think that Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it into fifty thousand pieces, and they took from a pile of fifty thousand to feed the five thousand. I don't think that's the way it happened. I feel like the amount of faith required for that is not as much as if he gave you half of one fish mm-hmm. and half of one bread. Mm-hmm. And then you had to go to a group sitting, in, were they sitting in groups of 50? And you had this little piece of bread and saying, here. Yeah. And as they take, even the crowd thinking, I don't know if this guy has enough. But as they keep taking and as they keep giving, somehow it didn't run out. I think that in their hands as people were taking it, Mm -hmm. that's, I think, the point of the miracle. And so so if, if we really think about it, 
the the atmosphere there must have been uh, a sense of expectation because what got the crowd the crowd must have heard <laughs> at least the closest must have heard how much was mm-hmm. among them mm-hmm. I mean logically they could say well that's not enough right Jesus said get them to sit down Jesus didn't say you guys sit down get them to sit down mm-hmm. they sat yeah I mean, the first guy could, could in line could be thinking, okay, good. <laughs> but what about the second, the third, thinking there's not going to be enough. But they sat there mm-hmm. waiting to receive. Right. And they did receive and they were able to gather fragments. Now, how did, you know, ones who witnessed such greatness so easily lose track of that to be thinking more natural Mm-hmm. than in the spiritual. And I think that's a very important point. How can being in that situation, seeing this miracle, how can that not change the way you look at reality? How can it not change how you see possibilities and opportunities? That's right. We're definitely going to come back to that because I think that's very key. I think a lot of us would be like the disciples. We would see it yesterday, but today it's as if it never happened. Eyes they have... But they see but not. They see not. Mm-hmm. So and this is where the concept of breaking off the leavens comes in. We know leaven or yeast causes a whole bunch, a whole batch of dough to rise and become lighter. It doesn't take all that much. And we see here that Jesus uses yeast as a comparison of the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees mm-hmm. and of Herod. And these are really mindsets, outlooks, and perspectives that affect how we see everything. Mm -hmm. So the leaven of Herod in particular, which is mentioned in Mark 8, this is the atheist influence. You know, it's all about the strength of the man and man-made systems. Some people might call this practical atheism. Mm -hmm. It's characterized by statements like, how many of you have heard this? God helps those who help themselves. That's right. I've heard that. I've heard that. Really? People quote it like it's scripture. People believe it's scripture. (laughs) People believe it's scripture. That's right. But you know, it's not in the Bible. And someone somewhere created this and it sounds good to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this mindset at the root, it really believes that yes, God exists, but he's detached either unable or unwilling to really do anything about our circumstances. Right. That's not really where we should stay. No. No. Because then we, we, we paint God in a way that he really is not. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe when, when, when they get into God helps those who help themselves. In other words, you got to be doing before God shows up. Exactly. Right. But... The scripture shows God differently. Mm-hmm. He shows up when we need him. Sometimes we are, we are in a process and need the help to get over the hump. He shows up. Sometimes we can't even, can't even begin the process. He shows up. Right. Yeah. So it's not... It, <laughs> it must be in the scripture somewhere, but not the ones that we use. <laughs> Someone's reading it somewhere. Someone, yes. So on the one hand, we have that, you know, man-made strength, 
God is God exists, but is detached or unwilling. Mm -hmm. And then we have the leaven of the Pharisees. Now this one is a little bit more subtle. This is the religious influence. Mm -hmm. So it's based on the strength of information and doctrine. This mindset loves God in theory, but not in practice. Many of us know the scripture that says, having God in form, but without power. Mm-hmm. And this mindset is the one that finds explanations for everything, statements like, and how often do we hear this one? It must not have been God's will. Oh, that's a couple, I call it. <laughs> it's such a good cover, though. And, and uh, uh, many around our circle have used it. Because... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After all, you exercise faith, you put yourself out there. Right. But just in case, just in case this doesn't work, you know, when, 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 when I'm finished praying and calling on the name of the Lord, if things are the same as it was before, okay, it's not that God did not answer, but it wasn't in His will. Right. Right. But we also learn in the scripture that the Heavenly Father will not withhold any good thing from us if we ask it. You're right. It works as a as a cover for ourselves. It's as if it absolves us of any responsibility. That's right. But for the people who use that, I noticed that Jesus never said that ever. I, I can't contradict that because <laughs> I haven't seen it, you know, anywhere. Maybe I am yet to discover it. But Maybe. Yeah. That's true. I don't recall him saying that anywhere. So if we have these two competing and very destructive mindsets, the the leaven of Herod affects everything how we see life with the atheistic influence and the leaven of the Pharisees, which Mm -hmm. affects how we see everything with the religious influence. Then a question for us to discuss is what does a life look like if it's full of the yeast of Herod or Pharisees? How is that life different if it's affected with these yeasts? For one, there would be a shortage of faith. Mm -hmm. Because uh, having faith is actually seeing what is yet to be, yet to materialize. Amen. And faith, seeing it with your spiritual eye. You have such confidence in God that you know once I ask him, it's going to happen. So you can already see it mm-hmm. in your faith if it is if it, if it is thinking you got to work hard for it to happen you got to be a certain way for it to happen then you'll find a lot of effort putting in right and so uh if it falls short it's because enough effort maybe not right so then the glory is easily shifted from god to man because after all gavin you were so strong in this, you know, <laughs> difficult times. And you helped to bring this to pass compared to, I could not make it, but God brought me through. It's very different. That's right. That's right. And so when, when we get away from that, we also get away from the judge, judging. Oh, why weren't you strong enough mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. for this? puts everybody on even key. We are all relying on, on God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
So I think that really leads us to our next question. Why do some of us need to be aware of and break off these mindsets? And you were mentioning some of this. It really, on the one hand, causes us to put a lot of emphasis on ourselves. Like mm -hmm. we can take the credit if it goes really well. That's right. But then we also take, sometimes we take the blame if it doesn't go well. Sometimes we blame God if it doesn't go well. It really changes how we're supposed to see situations that perhaps God has intended for us mm -hmm. to be a situation where we demonstrate his power and glory. That's right. After all, he, take, he has taken up his abode in us. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it talks about walking with us, but it talks about living in us. Both, yeah. Right. So, so living in us, if he's working through you, there, there are things gonna, you as a normal human being will do that is supernatural that's beyond our capability because he's working through us mm -hmm. such that the glory goes to him because i can look at you and go a normal man couldn't have done that right god must be with him mm -hmm. right so in this sense uh the glory that belongs to god do not go to man so man shouldn't be uh prideful right but that still uh, without the risk of the pride, we must understand so we that we are also empowered by him mm -hmm. to do things. We just got to put the credit where the credit is due. You know, the write up at the end of everything, you know, copyright and all those all the stuff, credits, all movie, the credits. Yeah. The same thing in a similar sense. When God does move, he gets the glory, mm -hmm. but that doesn't shorten that he had empowered us to do certain things. Amen. So I think this is probably why Jesus pointed it out to the disciples when they're in the boat. They just came from this experience. They're in the boat saying, man, we don't have enough bread. And Jesus is saying, how is your heart still so hard? Why don't you recognize the opportunity, the potential in this situation? Why don't you see the situation from heaven's eyes? instead of from the eyes of Herod or Pharisees. Mm -hmm. You're in a situation of lack, but you're not really because God is your provider. Mm -hmm. You've just witnessed Jesus do miracles, signs and wonders, making the impossible possible, mm -hmm. but you're still seeing this situation from a worldly perspective. And he rebuked them for that. Mm -hmm. And how much for us these days, we look at situations and then we see them from a natural perspective, mm -hmm. never viewing them from kingdom perspective, how, what God could do, mm -hmm. what he is willing to do mm -hmm. through us, mm -hmm. and we never get God involved. True, true. And uh, to add to that, I am, I am a little bit stirred because I'm thinking Jesus had expectation of them. He did. He expected them to do something. That and, and the fact that what he had done with them should have registered something because it, how come you don't understand? Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm, I was trying to teach you a concept, but you didn't get it. You know, I taught you, I expect something. Right. Right. So I wonder with us today, <laughs> if, if what, what is taught to us if God wouldn't have certain expectation from us as mm -hmm. well, as we go through our different situations. Yeah. 
And it's not like he even did it once. He did it twice for them. That's right. He fed the 5,000 and he fed the 4,000 in close succession. Mm -hmm. And then here, immediately after the disciples, after. we don't have anything. Those of us watching, you know, let's try not to be, let's learn from the disciples' mistakes. And let's not always look at things from just a secular perspective. That's right. There is a... A heavenly expectation, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, desire of God to be involved and to bring about transformation in many of the situations that we find really difficult or impossible. That's right. But if we never bring it to the Lord, if we never sh uh, try to demonstrate heaven in those situations, mm -hmm. we never even try, then mm -hmm. we will never see all that God has for us in those situations. Amen. And, and, uh, when God has done things for you, when he has brought you through, you know, those rough times, those tough situations, the times when your back were against the wall, it, it, it wasn't just a mon momentary thing that it's done and forgotten. Mm -hmm. God expects us to learn from them. Amen. Because you have another one coming. Right. So when you, when you get to that one, you should know what to do because you have learned from the way God has intervened for you. Amen. 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 So that's a really good segue into the second concept of this week. Not only do we have to leave the mindsets of Herod and Pharisees behind, but we also have to embrace a heavenly mindset. They call this the leaven of the kingdom. No. Do you happen to have Matthew thirteen thirty three there? We'll just read what they've been saying, what Jesus said about this. Matthew thirteen thirty three says, Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman, a woman used in making bread, mm -hmm. even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. If the kingdom is like, it's really interesting. If the kingdom is like a little bit of yeast, and even though it was a little bit, it permeated the whole dough, all the dough. Another time Jesus said, if the kingdom, the kingdom is like a mustard seed, mm -hmm. even though it is the smallest, mm -hmm. it grows into the biggest of trees. If a little bit of yeast, if we just have a little bit of a kingdom mindset, he's saying it should affect everything we do. It should have an impact on our entire life, our entire social circle, on our whole mindset, like the way a little bit of yeast permeates the dough. Interesting. It is a very interesting thought. Interesting. I mean, we discussed before, the disciples didn't even try to multiply the bread again. And like you were saying, when we studied the feeding of the 5,000, the bread was multiplied in their hands at the point of delivery. They were participating in the miracle, and yet they seemed to have no recollection. Yeah. Not even, oh, do you remember that one time? Just nothing. So then this makes me think, if I see, mm -hmm. okay, here we go. If I see or experience a miracle, and then I revert back to my same situation, my same mindset of doubt or lack 
or complaining, I haven't let the experience permeate my mind or my beliefs. I didn't let the yeast go through the dough. True, true. So then the, the work that the yeast was intended to do did not take effect. Mm-hmm. Because then uh, there's that portion that remains unaffected. So your our thinking is not has moved from where it was before. Because mm-hmm. in the case of the disciples, it did not move. Right. It did not move. Even if we t- if we took little children mm-hmm. and something like that was done, I wonder why it wasn't that Jesus had to say to them, you know, why are you trying to do this? It was only for those two times. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they followed Jesus. They... Uh, they they seem to copy a lot of it, what he did, mm-hmm. but you wonder why. I mean, they tried to cast out devils. Yeah, yeah. And when that didn't happen, they at least asked Jesus, "Why couldn't we?" Exactly. That means they tried. Mm-hmm. But when it came onto this part, so interestingly, if 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 their mind wasn't thinking along those lines, you know, another miracle could happen anyways. And once Jesus started talking about yeast, their mind, because we didn't bring any bread. Mm-hmm. So they started beating up on themselves. How many times we, we read a teaching or stuff like that, and I go, whoa, instead of, uh, what you put it, maybe take an examination and see where we are falling short. We started applying the the, the, the the whip and the yeah I can mm-hmm. never get here yeah. because I am this person right yes you know so the, the thinking really has to change it, it's an invitation if you will into something more mm-hmm. inviting you to you know leave that way of thinking behind okay. here's what's possible but you know think of this Gavin mm-hmm. during this time of their growth Okay. They, 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 they totally missed about the, the, the leaven, the yeast that Jesus was talking about. But then later on, they talk about a little leaven. <laughs> yes. Leaven at the whole lamb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In other words, they have learned. Right? But at this time, they were still not grasping it. It took them uh, such a long time to grasp a lot of the concept they saw clearly a lot of things uh, just before Jesus ascended and after the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that so they, they missed a lot of things but what we can take out of this is that when they came to the point mm-hmm. they started seeing and saying the things that you and I are looking at that yes we need to grasp this concept because yes. our mind needs to change and it's like you said you know we don't need to beat up ourselves about it, but, you know, take the invitation, take the learning, wherever mm-hmm. it hits you, wherever it, it occurs to you, oh, wow, there's, there's more to this, and just grow and move into that, as opposed to True. excluding ourselves or beating ourselves down for not getting it. Process. Interesting. So, before, before I move on, mm-hmm. just a thought. So if there was another uh, 
showing that they had learned if there was another 5,000 mm-hmm. that needed to be fed, it shouldn't have been Jesus going, what have you got? Exactly. It would be them going, Master, so far, let's just have them sit down and we have a few of these here. Let's just bless them. Exactly. That is so true. <laughs> if faced with this again, That's their right. whole whole behavior should change. That's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. I wonder. Mm-hmm. You think it would be possible in today's, I'm provoking, in today's world, would it, you know, if we had, no, not 5,000, if we had 1,000. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it down to more manageable. And we ran short, you know, our food. I wonder if any of us in the Christian circle would look at the little we got bless it and start dividing it out or would we ask for donations <laughs> who else has more <laughs> who else has more or not even bother because it wasn't enough that's right send them away yeah we can only do a hundred but the, the rest of you will have to you know seek help elsewhere i think that's a a deep convicting question for us how many of us would try to employ this principle? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord is our provider. We should lack nothing. Right. Here is a situation where we have a little. Lord, multiply and continue on our way and continue doing what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. How, has anybody tried that? When's the last time we've done that? <laughs> with food, with money, with time. All the different resources that we have, all the needs that we have. When is the last time we've tried this? Have we moved beyond the state the disciples are at in this chapter to where they got to at the end? That's a very good question. And action, action will, will state that many of us, I, I dare not say all, mm-hmm. but I would say many of us, you know, many times still at this stage. Yes. Still at this stage. And even more interestingly, this scenario you described, if someone went and did that, if the disciples went and behaved that way, we would call that fruit. Mm-hmm. We would call that good fruit yeah. of their learning. Yeah. But guaranteed, even among us as believers, there will be somebody out there watching them go, Father, in the name of Jesus, and go. They're taking it out of context. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, as an aside, yeah. Yeah. we have to learn not to be no Christians. <laughs> we have to learn to be yes Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Stop finding all the reasons and excuses it's not God and look for the reasons that it is God. Because kingdom culture would say, yes, they're on business for exactly. the master. Let's join in faith. Yes, Lord. I agree so, with you. Continue right. in what you're doing. That's right. Uh, okay. So, I mean, that, that's a little bit on how yesterday's miracles should prepare us for today's impossibilities. Mm. If we saw it happen yesterday and it happens again, we shouldn't be shocked. We shouldn't be stressed or troubled about it again because we know God is able. Mm-hmm. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And God wants to do the same thing through us. Amen. 
What's one thing you're thinking of right now where you could just try this? Not saying we're necessarily going to get on the first time, but if we never try this, we will never get this. Amen. What's one thing you're thinking about one right now <laughs> that you could try this in, in the comfort of your own home, in your, in your family, in your circle, hmm. demonstrating the kingdom where there is a natural lack mm -hmm. and God possibly wants to use you to bring supernatural provision? I'm going to leave you with that question. If you have a few preliminary thoughts, put them in the comments, but I think we can all take a few moments and reflect on that. But now is a good time to talk about the third concept. See, what? how can we even come to this stage that this is possible unless it's been revealed to us that this is God's will? Mm -hmm. So your level of revelation sets the boundary lines for your faith. Your level of revelation, how much you have read and understood that the Holy Spirit has brought to your illumination if you will the things god has spoken to you however much of that has happened literally sets the fence for how large your faith is and some of us probably have no more than a, a two foot by two foot little fence of our faith <laughs> because our level of revelation our level of understanding our level of hearing god speak mm -hmm. to us from his word is very very small mm -hmm. and if we haven't heard or learn more from the Spirit, how can we expect more? How can we put our faith in God doing more if we only believe He's going to do this much for us? So this is probably where we're going to finish our discussions tonight is on this point because I think there's a lot, mm. a lot here we need to talk about. We know Proverbs. It says, where there is no revelation, the people perish or the people cast off restraint. And, you know, sometimes we throw around revelation as a very big word that's only for some people. But really, it's just the Holy Spirit bringing specific insights to the things that you may or may not already know. Mm -hmm. And he makes it relevant and clear and actionable for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the proverb we just we talked about, it says revelation is so essential that without it, we perish, we run wild. That's right. And some people say, well, we don't need revelation. We just need to learn the word. But revelation is not adding to scripture, but it's bringing further clarity or completeness right. to our understanding right. of it. There are a lot of people who read the Bible who don't know God. There are people who study literature who've read the Bible cover to cover, mm -hmm. probably know it better than some Christians, but they've never gotten revelation from the Holy Spirit. They've never involved God in revealing the word to them. And so they don't, they don't receive that understanding, that revelation, that transformation. We should not be the same way. True, true. So here's a thought. Some people might be saying, well, can I get revelation? <laughs> what does revelation look like? So my question to you is, if we should be receiving regular revelation when we read the word or spend time with God, what are some ways we can recognize revelation in our lives? Oh. <laughs> Has it happened already, or revealed to us? You know, uh, thinking back, as we were talking about this, mm -hmm. I remember my mom talk often about how the Spirit revealed things to her. 
Yes, yes. You know, I mean, reveal and revelation probably have some correlation. Absolutely, absolutely. And even in my walk, you know, there are things that have opened up to me that mm-hmm. I, I did not did not know. But one thing I know that usually when when it when it becomes clearer, mm-hmm. we get into that aha exactly. Moment. It's like I always thought this, but now I see this is what it is. But now, but now, mm-hmm. right? And and I remember uh, as as a child when I accepted the Lord. I, uh, whatever I read in the scripture, I took it literally. God wants to do things for me. Oh yeah, I'm asking God to do things for me. Amen. And and my my claim was that this is what you said in your words, Lord. Mm-hmm. Imagine my 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 joy <laughs> when 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 I asked and He delivered. Mm-hmm. So now, guess what was happening to me as a kid? I mean, you ask and you get what you ask for. I was asking Him for everything. Absolutely. That's right, you know. So you, it's hoping that I prayed. He actually heard. That's revelation. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm seeing clearer that what is written here, he really means it. So now when I when I go to ask, I am not thinking I'm not getting. It's just a matter. Okay, when am I getting it? Different from before, right? It just pause for a second. What would you say to people watching who maybe haven't had that level of revelation? <laughs> You're talking about, you know, through your experience, it was revealed to you that God hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily really long-term, some of them very immediate. Right. If we, there might be people watching who don't have that revelation. Yes, I'm going to pray, but I'm not really sure if God's going to hear me. I'm not really sure if he's going to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. They need a revelation of of how good he is and how much he hears us and wants to do things for us. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the people who, who are looking to learn that, who still need to learn that? God himself. Because I know as a, as, a, as a new convert, I had had this challenge like, you know, should I bother God with this? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to prove if those things were true. Right. But I felt like I would be violating something. Mm-hmm. But God himself in his word said, prove me. He already gave us permission to do so. That's right. Prove me. Once we begin our walk with the Lord, we need to, to, to prove him such that we become justified. In other words, I know I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. And he said, being justified by faith, we then have peace with God. Because we... we he has brought us from a life of sin and shame. We got to believe that he has received us. So we have received that, that new life in him. Mm-hmm. So if he can wash away all that, that sin from us, I wonder what else he can do for you and I. Yeah. It's a big miracle that our sins are washed away. That we go from, you know, condemned mm-hmm. to uncondemned. Mm-hmm. It is a miracle. It's a supernatural thing that happens. Sometimes we, we belittle it or take it for granted. That's but it's right. A big miracle. And and if he has done that, did we say what you learn, you should apply? Right? So now he has done this for you. 
because you ask him, <clears throat> right? And he said in his word, you believe me, whatever you ask in faith. Yes. You know, so you dig in those words, you read it, take him at his word. Take him at his word. Amen. Right? And, and uh, that part where we get into the will, you know, whether it is the will of God. Mm-hmm. What do you think out there? Is it the will of God that you forgive your brother? Or your sister, I mean, the, the one that, oh. <laughs> yeah, I would really like to, but, oh. Do you think it is his will? Of course, of course it is. Of course it is, yes. Yeah. You know, it's his will for us to receive good things from him. And even when we go through difficult times, it's not that he wants us to avoid difficult times. But he said, Lo, I am with you always. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you show up, you, you don't have any bread and he is with you. Amen. The multiplier of... <laughs> Changing how we see that's it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very good, Pastor. So then other people might be asking, well, what can I do to make sure that I receive more revelation than I am right now? I think people who feel like they're lacking that revelation or conviction that revealing from the Holy Spirit, I would say the starting point would be build your foundation in the Word. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't know the mind of Christ if you don't know the words of Christ. So we have to read the Word. We have to read our Bible, spend time, not just reading it from cover to cover, but digesting it mm-hmm. and letting God speak through the words that are in, in the Bible. And if there's Oh, another thing I would include, I would say obedience. The things that you already hear, you already know, just yeah. be speedy to go and do them. I think yeah. if the things God has trusted us with, we do well, he will give us more. I think same with Revelation. If he showed you one thing, mm-hmm. if you obey it and do it, he'll show you more because he can trust you with it. That's right. And when we dig in the word, uh, the scripture teaches us that it was written for our learning. Absolutely. So some of these experiences, you might out there might say, I've never seen anyone that experiences. I've never experienced this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scripture, a written record that natural man can do these things. Mm-hmm. Once God uh, gets in the life, empowers the life he has transformed you these were natural men that were able to do supernatural things because god was in their life lived in them and worked through them so if it's written for your learning it also says it is the word of god you want to hear from him yeah we hear he's speaking he 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 says a lot right here and so when you read it, if you want to know, I wonder what God says. Uh, <laughs> you get into the word and start digging. He says a lot. And he had men writing it, are uh, written, written it for our learning. Absolutely. Make sure it's recorded such that, uh, did the scripture say, those who read it can run? <laughs> yeah. So you can go further. So you, you know where you're going too. That's right. And see where you, like, there's so it's so important that's right to read the word get it in internal have it in us mm-hmm. god definitely speaks through his word 
And and to have one thing, mm -hmm. I know this is a buzzword out there. I I I, uh, I want the Lord to pick out uh, the right husband, the right partner for me. You know, and then there are those who go, does God do something like that? Read the word. <laughs> you know, look, search the word and see if God does stuff like that. Whatever, I use that as an example, but mm -hmm. whatever you're thinking, hey, I'm not sure God does that. Yeah. Go in the word and see, Will God, would, would God save me or would God heal me from a disease? Absolutely. You go in here and you search the word and you will, you, you will get answers from that because mm -hmm. it's recorded there what God has done through man. Right? And what he has promised that man will still do. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, reading the things that God has done for other people can build your faith that God will do it for you. Amen. I mean, Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Hey. I mean, we could, we could really dive into that and talk about, you know, the Greek because the, we assume it means the written word of God, mm. which in the Greek would be logos, mm. but it's really talking about the rhema word of God, which is more of like a, a spoken, you know, a fresh communication from the Lord. Mm -hmm. But we don't need to do that tonight. <laughs> Just know that it's important. Faith comes from hearing. Mm -hmm. There is a level that comes just from reading, mm -hmm. but there's a whole another dimension when you hear God speak to you. When he, his living voice, some people would describe it. And that will bring fresh revelation to your life and probably bring you into new levels of faith because often God will tell you things. Some people say it's, it's much greater or much, much larger than we would think. Mm -hmm. Like take the example of the disciples. Jesus is telling them, yeah, you feed the 5,000. They would never think mm -hmm. without a whole bunch of pre-planning and extra provision that they would even be able to do that. But Lord said, yeah, do that. Right. How can we have faith in something that you do not realize is available to you today? Mm. How can we even have faith in something that you don't realize is available to you? How can we expect miracles if we first don't understand that miracles are a part of our inheritance? Mm -hmm. This is why we say your level of revelation, the understanding that the Holy Spirit brings to you, it sets the boundaries for your faith. True, true, true. You cannot believe, how can you put your faith in something that you've never heard of or actually believe in? Mm -hmm. If we want, okay, if we want to have faith to pray for a sick person to be healed, we must first have the revelation that God wants to heal people, that he wants everyone to be healed and whole even today. Don't even bother trying to pray for someone to be sick and who is sick to be healed if you don't believe that that's what God wants to do in these days. Because you have no faith for it. True, true. No faith, no expectation. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's right. I mean, here's a question. We say you can't have faith in something you don't even believe in. And faith comes by hearing by the word of God. Is it possible for someone to read the scriptures every day and still have very limited faith? 
you know, I would love to go, no, sorry. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, because I've been around a long time, I know you can read it, but it's not, the revelation doesn't come. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. we, we, have, we have scriptures that we learned since we were yay small. Mm -hmm. So it becomes like we can roll it off the tip of our tongue. Right. And then we never, we have certain thought of what it says to us. Mm -hmm. But then you will get up in the morning. And you turn to that very scripture and you read it again. This is a scripture you've been reading since the youth. And then you read it and suddenly your eyes pop open. Wow! I never saw it like that before. Exactly. Revelation. 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 That's why it talks about all oh, God's mysteries. It's like new, new every morning. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if, if we don't have our mind open, open to, to, to have a different view of things, you know, that it's not everything just cut and dried and laid out. But the Holy Spirit, which has been promised to us, mm -hmm. that who should be with us. You know, even Jesus said, such that he can bring everything to your, uh, to your memory, can remind you of the things of God, that the Holy Spirit will be your comforter, your guide. Yes. yes. Such that the Holy Spirit can bring you into new revelation that you probably haven't seen written down here yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, the principles are there, but you haven't seen this happen yet. Uh, for example, we could be, I could be going about my life, mm -hmm. and then somebody comes to me and say, you know, it's been revealed to me that you, you have been trying to do this, but God is saying, don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it that way. Wait on me a while and this is going to happen for you. Now, when you get that and you understand, you, uh, that person doesn't know the frustration you're going through trying to attain this. Mm -hmm. But when you hear that, you're thinking, okay, God, right away, you know, yes, because that person knows nothing about what I'm trying to do. So you know, it's revelation from God. Guess what that does to your faith? Absolutely. That's why some preachers believe, you know, the, word, the gift of the word of knowledge is probably the fastest way to build someone's faith. Someone who has no knowledge or understanding of your situation, Holy Spirit speaks through them, gives you direction for your situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You feel like, man, I, I just, I'm... It's a, it's a whole different feeling to know that God would speak to you through someone else about your specific situation. And if, 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 if your concept or if your belief is that God would never speak that way, <laughs> imagine what we go through. You know, this person comes to me and said, you know, the Lord said that thing that you're working on. No, we cannot deny that is, the person is right on about our situation. But then we look at the person, maybe the way the person is dressed, maybe the person's background, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. So if we are saying it's not the Spirit of God, then we are concluding it's a different thing in them. The 11 of the Pharisees. Yeah, there you go. Explaining everything away. He has a devil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and so we, then we don't receive it because we think it's not coming from God. 
We're not coming from God. So the, the mindset, if you think you will never speak that way, even if it's coming from God, you're going to see that's coming from somewhere else. Boundary lines. That's right. That's right. So we spent these weeks going through all of these concepts. We talked about, you know, the, the different mindsets we have, how we need to break off the leavens. Even in the earlier weeks, we talked about how the point is not for us to have powerless Christianity. We need to renew our minds. The Spirit of God lives in us. We live under an open heaven. We've gone through all of these. So what? I think next week we start getting into the so what. Oh. Because it's good to, to understand that, yes, we are made in the image of God. The Spirit of Christ lives in us. We live under open heaven. We need revelation. It's good for all of that, but to what end? James says, faith without works is dead. So we now need to shift from talking about all of these concepts into putting revelation into practice. We need to start learning what we can do with all of this. What should we be doing to see the kingdom, to actually do and walk out what he's been revealing to us through his word and all that we've been talking about this week. Amen. That's next week. Wow. Putting revelation into practice. I'm excited. Oh. <laughs> that's, that, that's talking about practical Christianity. Pra I mean, it's not always the most popular word, but yeah. I think it's very true. Jesus didn't come to give us powerless or irrelevant no. faith walk. No. There is power in it. There's relevance in it. It's practical. True. True, true, very true. Amen to that. So even, even today, you know, there might be people watching or people who will be watching it later. You might actually be in a situation that you have, you have needs, you feel like there is lack, you feel like you need, you need healing, you need provision, you need favor. You know what? We can always bring these things to God and not let our mindset keep us in a natural state of things where we do it on our own. Mm -hmm. where we do it by ourselves, where we do it without God. Mm -hmm. So we just want to pray. Uh, I'll pray and Pastor will pray just for the needs of those who are online with us right now that we would open up our minds and our hearts and have faith in God who is our good Father and wants to give us good things. Mm -hmm. And if you can believe that, if you've had that revelation, then you can put your faith to the test today. Amen. Amen. And so, Father God, I thank you so much mm -hmm. For your spirit thank you so much for your blood thank you for all that you've done for us and the gifts you have given to us thank you for your holy spirit that lives in each and every one of us and i just pray right now god that your spirit would go out and would touch the lives of all of those watching online right now god you know the the needs that they have some people may need a healing in their body some people may need provision in their finances some people may need favor in their workplace but God all of these things are possible with you and I pray Holy Spirit that according to their faith let it be done to them I pray for healing for sick bodies I pray for provision for those who feel they are in lack and I pray that your favor and blessing will follow those who need your favor God I thank you for these things in your name amen Father in heaven, how great you are, how wonderful you are. Your words are truth, oh, almighty God. And Father, as you have encouraged us, oh God, while we learn, we put in practice, God. We see you have done it. 
oh God, for others before. And God, there are many, oh God, that might be listening to us, might be tuned in, God, that going through some things, might be in the mind, might be in the body, oh God, might be even weak in the spirit, oh God, are struggling with their faith and trust in you mm-hmm. and their walk with you, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you will reach out and you will touch them. Father, you will pour out your spirit upon them, mm-hmm. God, in a supernatural way as only you can, Lord, that you will bring healing and deliverance, God, to the mind and to the body. Father, that as they lift their faith in you, God, you will respond from heaven as you have promised in your word, that they would prove you, that they would receive revelation, that their faith would grow. Heavenly Father, in your name, for sure, would be glorified. We give you praise and we thank you for the answer to these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends and family, thank you so much for joining us for another week of CEC. We appreciate you tuning in and sharing it with your friends. We hope this has been challenging you and helping you grow in your faith. Next week, like we said, we'll be back on our regular Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live, where we're going to start diving into how we put revelation into practice. Again, you can catch this on our Facebook page, on our web page, on our Spotify or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you consume those types of content will be there to bring this to you. Thank you so much for joining with us and have a good night. And happy learning. <laughs>